0: On this episode of AV Week, Blue Jeans lays off 40% of their workforce serving the marijuana market with AV. Facial recognition in the workplace, all that and more. Next on AV Week.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening
2: to? This. This is AV. This. 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 This is, is AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: This is AV Week, episode 434, recorded Friday, December 13th, 2019, AV Punts.
3: Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Kramer, AV Beyond the Box. And by Atlas IED, innovative audio solutions for every business environment. And by Christie Digital.
0: This is A.B. Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host with us to discuss the news and information we have gathered this week. First and foremost, his name is Luke Jordan. He is from Electroacoustics from Fort Worth, Texas. Welcome, sir.
2: Thanks for having me back, Tim.
0: And I will uh, mention I no, I don't. Matt Scott, our buddy Matt Scott, is a Cowboys fan, so I will. I had to apologize to him for what the Bears did to the Cowboys, and since you're in the general vicinity, I guess I'll, I'll apologize. <laughs> the to
2: Bears had nothing to do with that. The Cowboys did it to themselves. Y'all are okay. still a mediocre team, just like us.
0: All right. So we're the better mediocre team. Is that the deal? <laughs> so,
2: y'all, y'all made less that, mistakes.
0: At least on that Thursday night. So all right. <laughs> uh also with us is mr kevin barlow from draper welcome sir thanks for having me back tim absolutely uh and speaking of box see what i did there extron the welcome sir thank you for having me balk as well oh wow that's crazy if you if you're ever if you want more puns chris has a a, a video program on extron.com called um, out of the box out of the box where he i'm sure that's how it was actually formed but. I totally how it formed. That's totally how you guys thought of that. Um, uh, before we get started here, I want to encourage you guys to go uh, by our website and uh, register for and, and sign up for our, our newsletter. Uh, I am no longer doing it, so I'm happy about that. But uh, <laughs> a great, uh, great young lady who is doing it. Her name is Lane. Lane. Uh, Lenore has been in the AV industry and written for the AV industry for years. Uh, and she has taken that over and doing a fantastic job. So you can buy the website aviation.tv and do that. First story, top story of today uh, from UC Today. UC Today broke the news that Blue Jeans is laying off 40% of their employees. That is 200 of their 500 person workforce. The move appears to impact mostly sales and marketing roles, though there are some C level folks that are losing their jobs as well. Blue Jeans has been around for about 10 years and was one of the first platforms to work with Cisco Link. Microsoft link, uh life size polycom and others. Mr. Jordan, we'll start with you on this. What does this move mean to uh, you as, as a potential customer of, of BlueJeans um, or other integrators, but also to those integrators dealers?
2: It's just sad. Um, you know, we're, we're a small business. We have 30 employees. We have not laid anyone off in 35 years since we opened our doors. Um, And I think part of that is having a conservative view of growth and strategic goals. And that's just really part of our DNA that's important to us. So, uh, you know, I've used Blue Jeans, I've integrated Blue Jeans, good product, good support. Uh, I've honestly only had positive experiences with it. But that being said, as I'm looking at who my vendors are, who my partners are, who do I want to be conducting business with? I want people that I think resonate with my values, that I feel like we're on the same wavelength. And so, um, another company laid off a few, several hundred employees last year, and you know, blue jeans now. And you really do think about what is their uh, their value, or why did they do that? Who are they beholden to? You know, the article talks a lot about. Um, their path to profitability and this is kind of common with startups having more pressure to get profitable faster Mm -hmm. and so this is the ownership maybe investment group that's controlling that maybe more so than the actual operators Uh, but it does give me a lot of pause about you know are they a good fit for us is there another company that I need to be looking at more seriously now as a result of this so Again, nothing to say bad about the the product or the people, but it does really make me think: Are they the right fit for our type of small business?
0: I will point out that the, the article lists the fact that it's worth or valued at seven hundred million dollars, a little bit over seven hundred million, with revenues of about a hundred million. So the question is, is: You know, is 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 that in jeopardy now? And and with these moves, um, Chris, we'll start with we we'll come come continue with this, this you on this. Blue Jeans. I mentioned the fact, was one of the first companies to collaborate and, and connect these, these disparate video conferencing systems together. It was, it was, again, 10 years ago, 2009 was when they came out. I was still a tech manager then, and, and it was fascinating because at that time, if you guys remember, you, you, you couldn't make a call, or you could make a call between a Cisco or a Tanberg uh, and a Polycom system, right? right. Um, well, you could, but it was pilots. difficult, right? You, you had to go through some hoops. Blue Jeans made that easy. Right, But Blue Jeans was kind of the, the bridge between, not to use a pun there, but a bridge between the, the two systems. Now, those companies are deciding who they're going to natively work with, right? You, you look at, at Zoom and the number of partnerships that they have, including Microsoft and, and Google. You look at the partnerships that's Google, that Google is making. Does this mean that, that co- the collaboration between these companies is dead? Or is it collaboration the, the collaboration platform That's just not where, you know, this is not the place to be right now is is being that bridge.
1: Well, the impression I got from reading the article is that the future is converged, meaning everybody expects to be able to talk to everybody easily having a button, whether that's single sign-on like Zoom and Skype use for their platforms or any other platform cross-compatibility and interoperability is key is the takeaway from the article. So being unique, even if you're better at it, You're going to have some loss as people expect to just take convenience as the new quality. And it makes me take pause thinking about this article being happy that Extron is a private company, not beholden to shareholders and everything that goes with that, all the baggage that goes with that. To Luke's earlier comment, the right decision isn't always the made decision just for the sake of the almighty dollar. And the timing of it is always perfect too, right? Two weeks before Christmas and this is happening. Mm -hmm. Just got through Thanksgiving. So Merry Mm -hmm. Christmas to those guys. So
2: having fired someone before Christmas before, I will say um, it is a little bit of a mercy kill from one perspective. Would you rather go into Christmas? uh, And it's a little close to the deadline, but would you rather go into Christmas knowing that you need to look for a job and need to tighten up your finances or would you rather spend all your money on christmas and parties and events get mm-hmm. into january and then find out that you don't have a job and by the way you're in debt from christmas
1: right after you put in the clark Griswold christmas pool mm-hmm. okay. you were counting so, on that bonus you got the of the way, club.
2: but it, that's a tough decision no matter what
1: you bet
0: yeah, that is a hard decision, and and I can see I can honestly see both both scenarios, which which I would be you know perfectly fine with. Um, Kevin, uh, what does this mean for Blue Jeans going forward? Chris mentioned the fact that folks expect these systems and expect this convergence to happen, and this is a platform that was built on on you know creating that and delivering that convenience. So, what does this mean for Blue Jeans?
3: Well, there's two sides to the story, and and uh, Luke and Chris covered them well. One side is the human element, people losing their jobs, and the other side is keeping up with technology and the fact that what was once a little bit of magic with the average end user is now an expectation. So, you know, the, the fail here, the big fail is um, BlueJeans and other companies, you know, some places where I've worked before, not being able to change ahead of the curve or not being able to see the curve in the road and preparing, uh, before they get there. And so, you know, that's, that's the painful part of the story here is, you know, the market's changed, the customer expectations have changed and, you know, it's cost 200 plus people, their jobs, which is, you know, very, regardless of what time of the year it is, that's a, that's a difficult thing. Difficult on both sides. I don't think the people that made those decisions did it lightly. You know, I can't imagine that they did. And, you know, for the recipients, of course, Um, I can say having worked for, you know, companies in this industry that have been in that place before, it's, you know, it's never fun firing somebody. It's never fun getting laid off. Um, And it's rare when you find a company that values its people above the profit, you know, which is... You know, the headline of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks, thankfully, I work at one of those places right now—a uh, company 117 years old that has never had a single layoff, and it's because they value the people, the community, and the loyalty uh, above the profitability. And the thing that that I share with my partners and customers—the reason why that's important—is because that translates through all of our business relationships. So that would make me. Um, pause if I was in the market for blue jeans, just as the other two guys said and question, you know, if that's how they treat their people, how are they going to treat their customers?
0: Yeah. Real quickly, as we, before we get beyond this story here, just a general question, and this is more rhetorical, but you guys feel free to jump in here. The last three, two years really, but, but the last two, three, the last three holiday seasons, the AV industry has let go and lost a thousand jobs collectively uh accumulatively. two years ago it was Harmon who let let go around 400 500 people uh one of those people was was one of our, our board members at avi nation bradford ben last year barco let go uh 400 to 500 people and this year we get blue jeans is it something i mean, it, i don't want to say is there something in the water but is there something in the water uh, around this time of year where Companies are going okay. You know what? Here's the best time for us to do this. We've got to do it anyway, for fiscal reasons, for whatever reasons, you know. And and not for nothing, but all three of those companies are, are publicly traded in some way, shape, or form. Harmon is is ultimately owned by by Samsung, who is also publicly traded. But just wondering if there's something in you know towards the end of the year where they go, you know, what we've got to cut something right, we need to show a profitability. I think maybe back to the Luke's point about being driven by stockholders or being driven by investors as opposed to both Chris and Kevin who work for, for family owned privately held companies.
2: Fortune it, 500 companies have provided a net loss of jobs over the last few decades. Wow. They mm-hmm. have they have laid off more people than they've hired net.
3: I, I think it's probably less about, you know, just, profitability it's the easy way to look at it it's more about budgets you know you're this is the time of year october november you know we just finished that season where management is crunching the numbers for the next fiscal year so unless they're japanese and they're you know starting april 1st most companies are kicking it off january 1st yeah. and so by the end of november they know how much money they've got to spend including salaries. And so if if the hit comes between Thanksgiving and Christmas, that probably has a lot to do with it. Absolutely.
0: Uh, if you are one of those people, um, our website has a, a job board, commercial integrator. I think everybody, every publication um, that, that I'm aware of has some sort of job board. You've also got folks like um, the, the guys over at AV Junction, which is where we get ours from. Check those out, or you can send me an email and you know tell me what you're looking for. Tim at tv and we'll hook you up. So, uh, next story actually comes to us from our website, uh, our friend uh, Brandy Alvarado and the folks at MAD Systems. They were granted U.S. patent number 10,484,818. I did not memorize that. I had to write that down. Yeah, uh, on that it, later. It is, yeah, there is a quiz letter. Uh, it is for systems, quote unquote, systems and methods for providing location information about registered users, uh, based on facial recognition. End quote. Uh, the company sees this technology as the next step in customizing experiences in entertainment venues, as well as classroom and corporate spaces. A couple things here before uh, we move on. First, Brandy is, is a friend. She works for Mad Systems. Uh, she's been a guest on this program and is an incredible uh, AV professional. The second part I want to mention as we, as we get into this, and Chris, we're going to start with you on this. It is for registered users this is not facial recognition as the big scary news people will say you know oh they're they're tracking you and this that and the other um this is people who opt in it is is the proper terminology for this both from um, uh, the the european union's regulations as well as what california is looking at and and there are some people in the in the federal u.s federal looking at at cracking down and, and monitoring um what these systems are doing. This is an opt-in, so you're going you're going to to say yes, I want this. Um, so, question, Chris, is what, first off for you is where is
1: facial recognition's place in the AV industry? Probably just down the street at Disneyland, mostly, <laughs> so you can get your Chris is in that you or yeah, we're literally hops You can see Space Mountain from here. Hop skip and jump down the street so you can get the GAC that you ordered at the end of the day quickly without having to carry it around all day. You can get an ad targeted to you. Hey, we know you've been over here. You want to check this out too? Any of a number of things. Being a Californian, I got a lot of thoughts about this whole thing because number one, I've had my identity stolen five times between Home Depot and Target and the government and Experian and this and that. But so my first question with any of this is always, who's doing what with the data where, Mm -hmm. right? And California, being in California, just passed last year AB 375, which is the California Consumer Privacy Act that is kind of based on what Europe has already done, where as a citizen, you have a right to find out who's got what and why, and then tell them to delete it. And on top of all that, take it with you if you want to either see what they've got for yourself in an easily read format, not proprietary GAC you can't do anything with, and take somewhere else. So, that applies to things that we all use every day, like Facebook and Yahoo and Google and this and that. We're talking about something else, like you said, where you opt in. So, I'm not sure how the law applies to these services that you're electing to use, but I guess you could argue that you elected to use Facebook and you took everything that they offer when you signed the 37 page agreement that you read every single time before you hit agree. So, that's my first question. But as far as AV goes, you could walk around theme parks, hospitality, and have things personalized for you while you wait for something. That's the first thing I see. You'd have to have networked players with a library of content that varied based on the condition that was met. And the action would be, if this person is this gender and this old, then start with this. But then at the same time, if they've targeted interests that they like, then further narrow it down to that. So I guess it's like what you get on the internet. Your history dictates the ads that you get, but you're there in person. And then, what happens when you leave? Is it deleted just that second you walk out the door? End of the day, I guess there's more questions I have than answers at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was one of the things that the uh, Maris, the owner
0: of Systems, put in in the article was about, um, you know, this is really about experiences, um, about you know the the in person, the in place experience. Um, Kevin, as far as manufacturers go, this this is a technology that will leverage uh, some of the the um, features of systems you know that that are currently available. But what can manufacturers do if they see something like this coming down the pipeline and go, you know what? There's we we have an idea, right? Or we have this, that, and the other. What what kind of direction could manufacturers go with this sort of technology?
3: Well, I think that the first thing which I'm sure they did is some degree of a study to determine if the time and expense involved in developing this and getting it patented and protecting that patent is going to pay off over time. You know, is there something unique enough about this that that they can go out and sell? And, you know, I mean, everyone's always looking for a competitive advantage, you know, and looking at, you know, what's the next trend or, or even trying to set the next trend. Um, I'm curious about what makes this unique and patentable. What, what differentiates this from other technologies out there? Um, But in general, you know, I applaud any company that goes through the effort to do something like this um, because that by itself is a standout, you know, that, that takes courage to do that, to spend the money and the time to, to develop something and, you know, hope that it's a home run. There's no guarantees.
0: Yeah. Uh, Luke, I I mentioned earlier the fact that I, I, at one point in my, in my career, I was a technology manager and this is probably 10 years ago, 15 years ago. One of the promises of automation was the idea that a professor could walk into a classroom and it could suddenly change and manipulate itself. To fit that professor's personal preferences, right? We, whether that's an RFID uh, and the key fob, or whether that's their pen or what have you, right? It, it was it was the idea that that we could make these these classrooms and these boardrooms, you know, personalized uh, for the users. And that's never really <laughs> kind of played out. Something like this, though, could absolutely be put into place where you know the the professor walks in, system doesn't start until the professor walks in, not their not their keys, not anything else. Um, what sort of use cases can you see as, you know, as somebody who's, who's responsible for both designing and deploying systems in utilizing facial recognition for both, you know, in like the entertainment industry, but also in, in, in the corporate America or, or higher education?
2: Um, I think it does just come down to preferences. Um, in the nineties, there was a whole bunch of hilarious rumors that went around uh, that everyone believed and then we all talked about it when we when we got older you know Jamie Curtis this and Britney Spears that is just all these really funny 90s rumors but one that I remember hearing is that Bill Gates house you would when you like went to go see him you would like fill out all of your your favorite music and art and preferences and all this stuff and then you'd get a badge when you show up to his house and as you went room by room the
3: Which room probably. would change
2: based off of your preferences did anyone else ever hear this
3: it's funny you mention that, Luke, because that's not a rumor. And I worked uh, at one of the manufacturers that was involved indirectly in that at the time. Right on. Um, so it's it was real. I don't know if it still is, but you know, when the house was built, absolutely.
2: But so um, imagine doing that without having to fill out a survey and get a card. Yeah, I think it has huge implications for hospitality. It it just knows who you are based off of. And if you, you opt in, maybe you don't. That's the blurry line that, yeah. you know, eh, what are we doing here? That's, but that- if you just walk in and your favorite music plays and the the TV changes to your favorite art, you. what if it, you know, and this could get really scary, what if it knows what your home looks like? What if you're on the road 200 nights a year and you feel like you're at home every time you stay at this hotel chain? Um, that would
1: be a little creepy. So that's think, why Marriott leaves every TV on everywhere I go. Queer, <laughs> every
2: <TV. laughs> Shots fired.
1: That's, and, and a couple things. First of all, this is an opt in and that's,
0: that's one thing I want to drive home is because there are other folks that we've had conversations with. We just did a, a webinar last month. Um, and one of the folks, Laura Davis Taylor was um, her. She's, she's a, a, a creator. Um, she's based, actually she's based out of Atlanta, Kevin. Um, and she is a big proponent of using demographic recognition and differentiating that from folks who would use facial recognition nefariously without opting in so under, there, there are so many kind of fine lines here that that, that folks are walking um
2: At the same time they had that, that face app that that's been really popular in the last year and you have to opt in and this is what you look like when you're 80 but yeah. then when one tweeted like well, the Russians are getting this information. Yep. And obviously the Russians run America through Twitter. Getting that out in the open. Um, <laughs> and there's been all kinds of articles in Forbes and everything. It's like, well, it's not going to Russia, but there's actually some legitimate app developers in Russia. Russia is not an evil James Bond country. Uh, everyone has sleeves bags, But uh, you opt in. The, maybe the majority of the population opts in without really reading the end user license agreement.
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: Uh, I've, I've never read the majority of them. And fun-filled afternoon. The of the day, even if it does give some of my information away, if I need that product or service in my life to function or to have convenience, mm-hmm. that will probably outweigh whatever question marks I have about what is that, what are they really doing with this? uh brandy friend of the show i i trust mad systems because i trust her personal relationships yeah but i think this opens the door for maybe less uh trustworthy people to start heading this direction and it does get sold to ad space and how can we better market to you um so i I think it's definitely scary but at the same time from a retail hospitality from just my preferences in my world, I, th- I think it's super cool. I-, I think this could be done really well and is definitely the personalized experience of the future that I would love to be a part of if it was safe.
0: Well, what, what's going to happen is that they're going to get your, your facial recognition. And then the next time you step into our next story, they'll, they'll can customize it for you. And our next story comes to us from commercial integrator and Zachary Kumo continues uh zachary is continuing conversation ci's own craig mccormick started over a year ago asking the question is the cannabis market <laughs> right for av uh, or is it ripe for av honestly uh, <laughs> complete side note uh this is apropos of nothing but the state of illinois where i live uh av nation offices reside marijuana will be legal recreationally on january 1st so i'm actually kind of looking at this um, and talking with some some local integrator friends, and, and I shared this with a couple of folks, uh, asking them the same question, you know, because currently it's in state of Illinois, um, we have medical disp- dispensaries. Those people who ha- hold the licenses uh, for medical dispensaries are the first ones who will get the recreational licenses, and then they'll after those are all kind of uh, divvied out, then they'll, they'll go down the other road. Um Como list immersive experiences within the dispensary shops, digital signage, and the audio experience is being among the reasons that makes sense. Kevin, we'll start with you on this. First main they, question. Huh?
3: They they need munchie dispensers. <laughs> right next door.
0: Right next door. Um, does this market make sense for us for the for the AV industry?
3: Well, I would say that it's just quick serve restaurants, you know, gas stations, convenience stores. You're creating an environment that's drawing a market. That market has specific wants and needs and money, and so digital signage and everything related to um, our industry that we're talking about will fit there no different than anywhere else. Yeah. Now, each each company may have their own, you know, opinion or thoughts on the legality of it or whether they believe in it. But as, in terms of a market, you know, it's another store going up that can take advantage of audiovisual technology. You know, whether it's signage or acoustics or what, whatever it is, they're gonna try to attract people because there'll be competition. Yeah.
0: Luke, this is a pretty small market, at least nationwide. Obviously, there are pockets, there are states, uh, areas that, that this is legal resi- um, re- recreationally is it too small or I, I guess what question is here is is how big does a market have to be for it to make sense for you guys at electrical acoustics to go after it as a vertical or like kevin says it's just a store i don't care what they sell it's, it's just a store and we can market to this store as we would any other kind of consumer you know consumer facing you know uh, retail location
2: uh, i think this will definitely weed out some of the integrators
0: <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> all right i had this to get that the one show
0: out. of puns you were waiting for that, that. yes
2: okay no i mean it's just another store it's it's retail uh uh there is in colorado springs they have a gas station slash dispensary called uh gas and grass okay what what is that is it a dispensary is it a convenience store is it a convenient dispensary i mean is it it it, it I don't think that you know, or what about CBD? CBD is legal in Texas. Uh, that's hemp that doesn't have high concentration of THC. it's It's a completely different byproduct of a hemp plant. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, again, mostly for a, a medical use. but I mean, if it is a strip club or a church, Or a retail front, if it's Abercrombie and Fitch or if it's marijuana, we are trying to communicate a message to people. We are trying to entertain people, Um, entertain, educate, and edify. Those are the three things that our company has identified that we are involved in. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: You know, less edification at some of those places than others. And, you know, as an integrator, you know, I, I talked earlier about the values when we were talking about blue jeans. You want to find clients that have the same values as you, that have the same goals, saving wavelength. So there are, there are a few uh, maybe niches within a vertical that we might say we would prefer not to be on your project. No offense. That's just us, but here's someone else that you can work with. Uh, I think some people might have a ethical reason for maybe not wanting to do a marijuana thing. The article mentions a great, you know, banks are less willing to loan you money if you
1: that was my question to you, actually. How are you going to get paid doing work there?
2: Cash up front. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Cash on delivery.
2: But um, to me, it's just another store.
3: Well, the article does remind us that it's still a federal law, so it's not legally federally. It's legally... That's why the
1: FDIC isn't in the
3: mix.
0: Yeah, that, that yeah. is one of the biggest hiccups um, for... Yeah. Speaking of marijuana um, dispensaries specifically... Is getting there are a lot of banks who just simply won't won't um, take marijuana dispensaries as a client because of the FDIC and because the feds have come in and said you know what we're not, we're not going to insure your money. So great news for Brinks trucks. It is uh, Chris. We'll end with you on this. Are there are there vices and I, I use that term because again I mentioned uh, our buddy Craig McCormick who wrote a, a series of articles and about vices and and AV and one of them wasn't the, the marijuana dispensaries are there vices that, that AV companies shouldn't touch? Or is it, you know, you know what Luke mentioned it, it, it's a storefront. It's, they're trying to, they're trying to communicate something. They're trying to get across a message. We're just helping them. So it doesn't matter what they do.
1: Well, people can make and choose which business they want to go after. The mountain's large enough that people take a slice off. There's enough work to go around. So you go where the money is, you go where the business is as far as I'm concerned, kind of like Kevin and Luke have been saying is, another opportunity av is ubiquitous it's everywhere you go on the gas station you go on mcdonald's you go on starbucks there's signage and i suppose in a dispensary it would be especially important for you to know that what you were hoping to buy is still in stock while you're in line so there's information to be relayed either way so all right that'll be a good place to stop it gentlemen
0: thank you so much mr luke jordan i appreciate your time sir
2: thanks for having me tim
0: Thank you. Where can people find you or Electroacoustics?
2: You can find us online at eavi.com. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Jordan, E-A-V-I.
0: All right. Very good. Mr. Chris Bach from Extron.
1: Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me again, Tim. Absolutely, sir. How can people find you or Extron? They can find us on Twitter. They can find us on LinkedIn. We've got Extron.com and I'm on Twitter too, out of the (laughs) Bach. just an entire show of nothing but puns.
0: All right. Uh, Mr. Barlow, thank you, sir. How can people find you and or Draper?
3: Thanks again, Tim. It's Kevin.Barlow at DraperInc.com or on LinkedIn, Kevin C. Barlow.
0: All right, very good. Uh, for me, for Tim Albright, don't uh, follow me on the Twitters because there's it's it's getting hairy with the Chicago Bears. There's there's a, There's this much slight chance that they'll make the playoffs. And so that's what I'll be screaming. So You tell me there's a chance. There is a chance, dude. There's a slight. It's th- it's it's slim, but it's it is there. Uh, but go by the website if you would, please aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. You will find this program and a host of others. Uh, programming notes in general. The last couple weeks of the year, as we when we kind of shut down everything here uh, at the studio, uh, clean out all the dust, do our own preventive maintenance, our own PMing. Uh, and so the last two weeks of the year will be a best of the week of Christmas and the next week will be our year in review, year in preview, so check those out if you would please. Also, while you're there at the website, check out our underwriter section. Or these are the supporters who help us financially and help us bring you AV Week and Resi Week and ISE in about two months time and both Extron and Draper are, are two of those. We thank them for their support. Uh, I mentioned the newsletter. Check that out as well while you're on the website. Sign up for that and uh, every week, Lenore will give you the biggest and best stories of the week. All that and more at Aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That's all the time we have for AV Week.